Omis, we've got a very special interview of the week this week with none other than Jaws. How are you going, Jaws? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys? Good. And uh, as ever, uh, my co-host, Dropkick Darren. How are you going, Dropkick Darren? I'm great, Mark. It's good to good to talk to you, Jaws. Um, the growth guru, the infamous, <laughs> the beloved. Where do we start? This is so much going your on. first voice docs, Jaws. Is that... <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't like to public speak too much. That's why uh, our favorite Walter does most of the community nights or anything <laughs> like that. I'm trying to get into it, but I just some people are good at talking, some are just some are not. So trying my best. We'll take good care of you. I'm doing this mostly for Asfi because he's been asking for it for so <laughs> long. So if you're listening to this Asfi, the first like two minutes already, I'm talking about you. It's just for you. There you go. Agora cool. exclusive solely for Asfi. Yeah. Maybe you can just tell us about your journey to crypto. So as I understand you are a little bit later than some of the others in the community, uh, like 2020 is when you first kind of got a look into crypto. Is that right? Uh, so actually I started in 2017 2018 okay. during the bull market when uh, bitcoin hit ago. yeah yeah when bitcoin hit like 20k uh, i basically bought the top but then i realized that like the real returns are not in bitcoin or or ethereum it's in the altcoins that can like do like has a better rate of return so i was just dabbling into that a little bit um i think like i was holding so not ICOs, no. Um, I did participate in one ICO. It was like called Sentinel Protocol, like a cybersecurity thing. But last time I checked, they kind of died down. <laughs> they don't exist. Uh, yeah, I wonder what the ratio um, of protocols that did an ICO that are still around today. Surely it's like less than 2% or even lower. Yeah, I mean, the top 100 right now, last time I checked, there's still a lot of coins that did the ICO. But I just think it's a lot of people who kind of bought the top and they can't really, they don't want to take the loss. Yeah, it's it's ever that way. Um, did you, what else did you kind of get into back around then? So I was actually, a, I was a community moderator at Icon, ICX, I believe. I was taking care of their Telegram channel at that time. And that's how like I just got more involved into crypto. But then... After the big crash, I was like, okay, well, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and, and no one knew what to do because I was, I was fairly new still, right? Like I didn't know how to take profits. I'm like, oh, if it's going down, it can go back up. But it was I was very like an amateur for sure. So I kind of took a break, came back in this November, December of 220, decided that, oh, the bull market is kind of back. I'm going to start learning how to leverage trade, I can like maybe make a hundred X, realize that was the dumbest mistake I could have ever made. That's so you would have caught the sort of January wave, right? Yeah. Yeah, nice. That that's like the <laughs> the best time to get in if you go you must For sure, yeah. yeah. And then and then with this um ICX uh team, how did you get involved with them? Did you just kind of get involved in the token specifically and then just like work your way up into helping around or did were you yeah. kind of so like yeah. i was um trying to remember 
like I'm a little bit of a like I don't know like I somehow I'm always able to get like a little bit of like virality or like just get to know people higher up I don't know maybe through communicating but it was on the it was on, I was on the discord and I was like just answering uh people's questions like helping them out and then I guess one of the moderators was like hey like we have a telegram and the telegram's a mess you want to like work there so I worked there and there was like no pay involved I guess it was just like more of the experience because at that time mm-hmm. I was like still in like first year university or second year so I was, like why not looks good on my resume crypto I'm in, like I'm studying IT so very cool yeah um so I actually owned a little uh icon as well <laughs> in the day but i just held it on an exchange someone was like man the koreans man they're gonna own all the blockchain and this is the ethereum of korea and i was like oh i gotta get it <laughs> it's still around though isn't it um it's still around but i think i'm not quite sure i think the hype kind of died down for that yeah it's hard to compete so circulating back to 2020 you know, you dip your toes into leverage. That's a big no-no. And then what happens from there? Can you, like, where do we, where do we go from there? Um, so yeah, like I think I was, like I didn't put a lot of money in at that time. Um, but yeah, basically thought I knew how to leverage, which I didn't because I didn't even know how mm-hmm. stop losses worked. <laughs> should have, wa- should have uh, watched more YouTube videos versus like looking on Twitter, what other people are doing. So I just decided to like, okay, like there's 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 definitely another way to like make money in crypto. Like some people are just good at trading and drawing like meme lines, and some people just know how to like spot trade. And after that, I got involved in another protocol. Actually, uh, it was called Shared Stake, and I was uh, I kind of helped them with the community and marketing as well. Did you say shirt stick, like shared stake, shared stake. Oh, shared, shared stake. stake. Yes, yeah. I remember seeing you in their Telegram actually. Yeah, uh, before that all <laughs> yeah. fucked up. Fuck, you got out right at the good time. So, what happened to um, ShareStake? Did just for some of the omis who aren't aware. Um, so, I believe that. I mean, I left way before that, but when I I heard like stories of the founders, kind of like I believe what they're trying to rug. The protocol they were selling at one point from the deployer and stuff like that. I'm not 100% sure what was going on with that. Yeah, I lost some money. It's kind of sad that. to see. It's super complicated because they're like blaming each other and stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. I That's why I, so like the reason why I kind of like stepped away from there was because I was kind of working in nine to five, which I guess mm-hmm. is another question you guys will have later. Like what were you doing before crypto? Uh, but yeah, I had a nine to five. I was working at Shared Stake and then Olympus was having their pre-sale launch. So I was working three jobs and I was like, okay, um, I'm not I'm not getting a good vibe from Shared Stake right now. Uh, I'm trying my best. Like none of the founders are ever replying to me properly. Mm-hmm. I would have to wait a day or two. So I just decided to quit there and just help Zeus with the launch was the best decisions. Yeah, very, uh, very good decision. So, how did you yeah. link up with Zeus? It was actually a funny story. I think it was, I was looking at Rari Capital, just like I was just like doing my research because I was trying to get into more, uh, trade more alts. And then I saw that Rari Capital retweeted Olympus. And I'm like, whoa, what is this? Um, like the name itself, Olympus, like it's like kind of sick, right? So, clicked on it. 
I'm like, oh, they haven't launched yet. Like maybe, maybe they're going to do a pre-sale. Like maybe this is like my lucky straw. Like I can help them out and stuff like that. I even looked on CoinGecko and did like my research like, oh, there's not a single coin named Olympus. And I was kind of surprised. So uh, I went on the Discord and I believe there was less than 300 members at that time. It was literally, Zeus literally just made the Discord. I messaged him like, hey, I used to be a community manager. uh, Like I'm a community manager marketing guy at Shared Stake. I've also a lot of like growth design skills. Uh, like, how can I help you? Like, like, let me help you. Uh, and then from there, we kind of started vibing through a promo promo video they did. Uh, I believe it was the first video they did. It was like a, it had a pretty dope song and we kind of started talking about music and sharing like EDM music with each other. And I think from there, we kind of just clicked and I helped them ever since. Very cool. Is that your... That's it, awesome. Yeah. Is that your background, George? Marketing? Uh, actually, like I went to school for IT because it was kind of the safe bet. I was like, okay, what was gonna, what's gonna happen in the future? Like, what job demand is there? So I kind of went to like IT. I studied like business IT and stuff. But my passion has always been like kind of like growth and design, so, like a lot of like UX, UI and stuff like that. Well, you're very good at it, George. <laughs> I try my best. What do you think from studying IT has like carried over into kind of growth and, and marketing skills? Hmm. So I, so with the IT was, it was kind of like, it was a mix of like business and IT because I got my Bachelor of Commerce. Mm. I think it was like, just like the business, like the basic business skills, like not, not a lot of the IT stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. Maybe you can take us to the around the launch jaws because <laughs> we've talked to Ward all about it <laughs> and got his kind of you know yeah. side of the story. Um, so mm-hmm. maybe you can tell us about that and like uh, onboarding Wartel. You guys have a very fun relationship um, for yeah. sure. Yeah, any uh, good stories from around that time? We'd love to hear them. Um, okay, so let me think. I was actually like, I at that point, I wasn't like that official on Olympus. Like I know there's no team, but like I wasn't part of the Genesis at that time, like officially before the launch. But I, I was, um, I just kind of noticed that Zeus was by himself and he needed help. So I'm like, hey, like, let me help you as best as I can. Let me help to help manage a community. Like, I think a lot of conversations that me and Zeus had in the beginning is like, I think community is everything in crypto. I think we should try to make sure that the pre-sale is as fair as possible and that the community that is right now, like talking inside the community should be rewarded like 100%. So what we did was we we implemented this verification bot that kind of says when you joined the Discord. And I guess that's what Walter was talking about when he said he missed the deadline. Um, so yeah, we implemented that. I think there was over like, I don't remember how many people were part of the pre-sale to be honest. It's- I think it was about 500. Hmm. You think there's more? Uh, it was probably it was probably around between 400 and 500. I know that. I mean, the launch was kind of, it was really funny in itself. And I think that's what kind of created the community because the people that believed in Olympus kind of still stuck through, yeah. even though it was messy. And that's when I noticed Walter, I call him Walter. <laughs> he was uh, he was always talking to Discord kind of like, he was very um, skeptical about like what means mm-hmm. we're doing. 
but he kind of stayed around because I guess he believed in Fisk. Uh, he was always like helping as much as he could and just like being very skeptical. Like, why aren't you guys launching? Like, what's going on? And then I'm like, to Zeus, I was like, hey, like, I really like this guy, like, he's like always on and he seems very engaged in the community and he seems the type of guy that's like very dry cut and to the point. So I'm like, let's get him to help with us. Like, we're, we're, we're trying to launch something and we need as, as much help as possible. So that's how like Walter got involved, like helping us with the launch. Um, I think we had three, no, two missed launches and then one at time we actually launched. Yeah. I, yeah, was, I, uh, I, I was around for that. <laughs> that was a oh, you stressful were? time. Yeah. yeah, I was in the second round. So oh, um, that, okay. we were a bit more committed that I think. Um, the second round for sure. Yeah, it was that small like little channel we had going and everyone was just like so thankful to be part of it. Like, Sorry, for the, for the Omis who weren't, who aren't aware of the different launches, how were they kind of structured? Um, so I think there was, um, I'm trying to remember, it's like six months ago. Okay, so there's one main launch. I know, it's been a yeah, while. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, feels like a year. It is crazy. Uh, there was one main launch. And I believe of that main launch, we had some, I'm trying to think. Yeah, so it was, um, the. there were some people who didn't collect their allocation. Yeah, uh, correct. And mm. then Zeus was like, well, we should give this to the, community to people who've been participating in discussion and like you know doing stuff in the discord oh yeah oh yeah you're right i just remembered yeah so i think the first pre-sale you could uh people were able to claim up to a hundred and roughly 141 ohm and i guess there was a lot left over where we were able to do a second pre-sale but it was mostly for uh community contribution so i feel like we were kind of the like I wouldn't say pioneers, but I feel like we kind of set the ground for like, how can you reward your community in a very fair way? So what we did was like, there were three categories, I believe. It was education, memes, and it was like stating your vision or, or something like that, vision for the community. And out of these three categories, we selected a few Omis that could partake in the second sale. And then we had a kind of like a, a draft where Zeus picked out a bunch of new uh, salespeople. And I guess Mark was part of it. Yeah. And Wartel. Do you remember, Mark, which which um, category you you fell under? No. So, so it was a competition. It was like, we'll give away one slot to each of these people. And then they had like that meme, which was a uh, jealous girlfriend meme, except for it was um, mm. the statues, the Greek statues. <laughs> and then they had a thread, right. which Corpy got the allocation for the thread. And then um, there was like, yeah, another category. I forget what it was. Yeah, it was education. Like educational threads on Twitter. I think I remember that. It was one. an was artwork. It, the- it was an artwork, yeah. and that was our original sort of symbol on the Discord, which is that kind of pixelated Mount Olympus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome! I didn't know that. Yeah, you you still see the uh, emoji used sometimes. Yeah, it's very much the OG signal. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the OG you know, icon, the pixelated you know, you know. mountain. I removed it. Um, so, can you tell us about, like, was it a stressful time at the launch? Like, was 
Zeus had that call. Wartool said where he like banged the desk. Oh, um, for sure, yeah. <laughs> can you tell us about a bit more, like what was it like to be sort of in the middle of that sort of? Um, so it was, because um, I'm not really like, again, like I got into crypto, back into crypto in like December. DeFi in itself is so complicated. And I literally didn't understand anything. And like, I'm still like learning as I'm going because there's just so much to learn in such a small amount of time. 90% of my day is already like stuck with Olympus. But um, I think there was just something like the test nets were working, but when they switched over to mainnet, it wasn't working or something. It was just like the pre-sale itself. Like, I don't think there was anything wrong with design of the code base, but it was mostly like the pre-sale. There was just some issues, something wrong with yeah. the pre-sale. Yeah, some issues. And like he's, I think Zeus stayed up like two nights just trying to figure it out, but it was definitely Bam. pretty stressful. Time. Yeah. And then you had the rogue alpha ohm pool being yeah. launched on Uniswap and then the commotion, people going crazy. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I keep thinking back on that alpha ohm pool and like for some reason, I think it was a good thing and a bad thing. The good thing being is like uh, Zeus was able to kind of psychops a lot of like weekends into like selling it because everyone, mm. I don't know if Mark remembers this, remember that one call he did saying like, oh, Ohm should not be trading at like $100. It should be below that. And then this one guy sold his entire allocation, dropped yeah. it to like $70. And Wartle bought then. <laughs> yeah. Tetra Node freaking came out of nowhere just buying every single aom anyone was selling up to like six hundred dollars it was a crazy yeah it was a crazy launch definitely definitely pretty fun but we all got burned out yeah great time seems like there was countless sleepless nights um at the beginning for sure and i'm like i'm kind of i'm kind of wondering like going back to like day day dot day one is there anything that you would do differently in hindsight or do you think it's just all been a part of do you think it's all been vital and an important part of the journey hmm to be honest i don't i don't think so because the launch it's, itself kind of showed a lot of transparency we were very transparent on what was going on and hmm. you did like i don't know like i wasn't because i was kind of like in the back dealing with it as well i feel like the community was much more involved with the launch because we updated them as much as possible. And I was like, I think that's what kind of set the tone, you know? It's like, oh, these guys are chaotic, they're transparent, they're degen, and we're just going to stick in the community and grow community. And I, I feel like, Mark, is, is that like, would that be fair to say? Yeah, I think it's all forged together to kind of like some of the stuff that happened during the launch wouldn't happen and it it kind of made you more confident that this wasn't a sort of scam or whatever just because like um they were it was the type of stuff that you know you could get wrong and it was like all very genuine and transparent and like when stuff did happen it was like explained why certain things happen so yeah i think that's definitely why i sort of i always knew that it was like kind of legit just because like whenever Zeus spoke, he'd be like, this is why we're sort of selecting people and we're going to go through this process to like give people the second round allocations by like drawing a random number. And then like he did it live streamed and stuff. So 
I think it all kind of came together to be very like <laughs> genuine. Yeah, it was pretty. Like I said, I feel like that was probably a pretty fair launch. I would say we were as transparent as possible. If I recall, I think it may have been one of the first initial Discord offerings that there um, ever has been potentially. Hmm. Maybe one of the at least one of the most like pretty you fair said, ones. Like you touched, yeah, definitely because I I've seen a few talks. Um, at different events where there's a lot of reference into how um, Olympus distributed um, their supply. So Yeah, no, it was definitely fair in the sense where um, we didn't prioritize like VT influencers, like crypto Twitter influencers, where like we didn't pay anyone and we didn't really have big influencers that are part of the sale, like pre-sale that kind of shilled the bags and stuff like that. So I think in a sense like we were not the first IDO launch, that's for sure. But I do think we're probably one of the fairest ones out there. Mm. Yeah, you often see this cookie cutter approach to new projects and they like get the influencers in and then the influencers shill it and then that gets more people in and then they have this like crazy sale. But that all happened kind of organically for Olympus. I mean, it, it does help to have Fisk in your corner, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. Jules, maybe you can tell us about um, your uh, kind of growth hacking, uh, the, the kind of how do you sort of, what's your process for that? Do you like, Is I suppose I suppose we should might first start off with this, where does the arse eating meme come from? Um. I don't even know. I, I feel like it was just like provocative enough to kind of just people be like, what the hell is this guy saying? And it was kind of like, it just turned to a meme in itself where it was like, okay, is this guy serious or not? Like, I still don't know. I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Enough said. <laughs> Up to interpretation. Yeah. Well, well I think. Yeah. Maybe, I, it's I interesting because I, yeah, I mean, we'll. <laughs> Each their own, right? <laughs> um, it's interesting because, like, I feel like it's such a like it creates this like facade for for other people looking um, from the outside at it and being like, "Well, how can I take Olympus seriously when this person's posting?" You know, blah blah blah. <laughs> but I actually find it very, very. It does the opposite. It like it like. Um, repels those people who can't like look beyond something that's so surface level and it like attracts people that actually do like their due di- diligence and look into projects. So I feel like it's been this weird kind of like barrier to entry for people where like people have actually filter. been interested in it. Yeah, it's been such an interesting like social filter. For with my account, I'm not trying to like, I don't know if you see my tweets, but I've never said buy ohm. No, no. Or you should get Ohm or like if Ohm was going to X from here, you can get these returns. I've I've made sure not to like provide any financial advice as much as I could. So that's why, that's where all like the mimetic energy comes from. Like I try to be as degenerate as possible because that's just, that's just the persona I'm trying to get off. It works. Yeah, just, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Like what, I, like my, what, what my, like what my goal kind of was with growth even for like my account or for Olympus, it was kind of aimed towards the DGENs in DeFi because I feel like they're so deep into DeFi. Those are the ones that you can connect with. 
Mm. And obviously, like looking at it right now, it works. The high APY, just the whole like, oh, this is a Ponzi scheme, like stuff like that. Like just embrace it. Like I, there's no point of arguing with people. Like I'm still like, sometimes I get triggered, but like why do people still think we're a Ponzi. Like, but it's like, we just learn to embrace it. Like if you're not, you can keep calling us a Ponzi as long as you want, but we have the metrics and the data to show that we're, we're not. And like, if you're still missing out, then it's just like not going to make it, you know? Yeah, I think people get in at like different times. Like there'd be a bunch of people who would never look at it, us when we had a 120,000% APY. But, you know, mm-hmm. they'll give it a chance if it's 7,000 APY because yeah. like they're like, well, maybe it could work. Like I think yeah. people's idea of what's possible is like kind of at different levels. And then we might have a different group again, you know, when it's like 60% APY because they'll be like, oh, this could be a fine investment. Like, Yeah, like the way that the long-term incentives are set up, it just like is a natural filter mm-hmm. for people. Um, it's for such sure. a perfect design uh, in the way that incentivizes like for super, super long-term. Uh, George, can you tell us maybe um, a little bit about Olympus Pro and the name? Do you know who came up with the name for Olympus Pro? Was that you? <laughs> no, it was actually a. Uh, um, it was Walter, I believe. It was Walter. We were doing some. We were doing some shady DM talking, just kind of like coming up with the idea, and he's like, "This sounds like." A pro version from Olympus, like professional version of Olympus. Let's go with Olympus Pro. I'm like, I'm cool with that. Why not? It's such a sick name. Yeah, for sure. And did the idea come before that or was it the name then the idea? The idea came before that. Um, I think the idea came from the DAO. Um, I kind of saw, so the idea kind of like, it originated through like a, just like a bunch of the conversations, um, Jala like mentioned something and then I was like, oh, this could be a sick idea, kind of presented it in the Stratego chat. And then we're all kind of riffing, talking about like, how could this work? And then we all kind of came to this conclusion, like, hey, why don't we just create this marketplace for bonds? And I was like, oh shit, that's sick. And then, cause Walter is in Europe, so this guy's probably asleep. I'm like... I DM'd him like, yo, uh, we just came up with this idea. What do you guys think of a name? And then he was like, Olympus Pro. I'm like, that's the one. That's it. Let's roll with it. That's awesome. Can you tell us about working in the DAO? Um, how like it's been sort of interacting with like contributors from all over the world. It must be like pretty difficult to organize and kind of what your role in the DAO is as well. Yeah. Do yeah, you it's- even sleep? Uh, <laughs> no, nah, it's for sure overwhelming in the beginning. Uh, it was definitely overwhelming in the beginning because I, I came from like I was like, I still had my nine to five up until like two months ago. Mm. I was like working the like I wasn't really working the nine to five. I was on because everyone works from home. I was on Discord. Um, it was pretty overwhelming because it was just because I'm a little bit of like um, I guess people are looking at me as like a, okay, you're part of the Genesis like. We kind of need you here, here, and here before we had the whole DAO structurized and we had the strategos. So I was kind of helping with partnerships, marketing, PR, communications, like 
and design. So it was like a lot of juggling. And then I feel like now that we have the DAO, I think it's less overwhelming for me, but I still need to figure out, I still need to kind of take a step away from wanting to do everything because that's what I like kind of enjoy. Like I want to be able to like participate in like different departments and come up with great ideas, but sometimes I kind of derail some stuff and like, that's like not, not, not my intent. So I've been trying to like take a little bit of a step back and kind of focus on what department I really want to work on. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And, and where do you kind of see yourself now and in what department like how how has your role within olympus morphed over time so what i feel like that i'm good at is i'm i'm pretty good at growth i'm good at coming up with these like little growth hack projects for example the omi cards or like the proof of like you've seen the website right omi.olympus.dow.finance yeah so people yeah, so I, uh, I've been like interested in coming more with like growth hack projects. So I've actually been wanting to talk to Fatty, which is our OG marketing lead, to kind of start our own growth department that works very closely mm-hmm. to him. But we're in a sense where I can kind of just like bypass the DAO by being able to fund my own projects and, and just work at a quicker pace. Like guerrilla marketing. Yeah, more like that because I have to admit that when it comes to traditional marketing, like analytics and metrics, I believe Fatty is the king of that. But my specialty really lies in like figuring out how to communicate with the community and just come up with Mm. more like growth projects. Yeah. Would you say that like growth in your eyes is trying to like maximize for more interaction? Yeah, for sure. Um I think it works. Yeah. It it definitely worked a lot in the beginning for us. Mm. That I feel like the Omi cards really brought a lot of attention to us just because how they were so like unique and they were being made by the community. So, 100%. Yeah, it's pretty hard to match that. Yeah, I've been of. trying to think how to how can I match that and I think I have a few things up my sleeve, but again, it's with the whole like I need to step back a bit, focus and kind of prioritize that. Because I do have three projects that I have in mind that I just haven't been able to kind of put to work or four projects, sorry. That's exciting. Any alpha? Um, So I believe, yeah, I believe I have shared a anime DGen oriented landing page on Twitter before. I don't know if you've guys seen Mm. it. Yeah. So there. Uh, we'll we'll find it. Put it in the notes. Yeah, it's yeah. an alternative version of the landing page, but it's just uh, I got the anime characters commissioned, so it's um it has the Ohm logo, Olympus, a little bit oriented. So that's one of the projects I'm working on because I wanna like DJs love anime. I love anime, and I wanna have like just a landing page that doesn't feel very corporate or like just like cryptoish. Yeah, something that doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. And then I believe the other one, I don't know if you guys know, but we have our own Omi plushie. Oh, I did have not you guys, know this. Have you oh. get, Mark has seen it, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah so it. I'm uh, I'm trying to, f- um, now that Olympus Pro is kind of being launched, I need to figure out how we can do these Omi plushies. Um, so yeah, the more alpha on that is um, uh, the idea is to have 33 uh, physical Omi plushies being made. And I guess I'm trying to figure out whether we should do a bonding curve where the price 
goes up similar to like uni socks or we should kind of do it in a tiered system and you can kind of mint it on a contract first hundred get it for like cheaper than Obviously, that's how the tiered system works. Um, and you also get a NFT with it that, that kind of shows that you own it. But that's all like in the works. Very cool. Um, Jules, maybe we can talk a bit more about um, you personally, if you're comfortable, um, and sort of um, what it's like, kind of the st- strain of being in such a like public position for the DAO and then also sort of spending a lot of time online like how do you kind of keep yourself sane (laughs) uh you do some sort of martial arts is that um yeah so i've been doing uh back in the day i used to do a little bit of taekwondo uh got up to my orange belt and three months ago i'm like hey like I've had like really bad anxiety for the past five years. It's kind of like an anxiety disorder kind of thing. I'm like, hey, like I want to, I want to kind of get out out of this like this rut. There is more to life than feeling life mm-hmm. is beautiful. And I should, there's what I'm working on right now, like Olympus is. I should be feeling so fulfilled right now, and I just I'm just too focused on feeling this this rut. So I was like, hey, let's get back into like doing something physical, because a physical like physical activities always get you out of your mind makes you feel better your body feels better so i picked up some martial arts to kind of like take a break from olympus as much as possible are you working towards a different belt in uh taekwondo or some other yeah um i've been very athletic my entire life uh currently on the green belt Hoping to get my black belt in about a year. Just depends on how well I perform. But yeah. And then also to take a break from Olympus, which is really hard. (laughs) I've been trying to like meditate. Trying to, like I said, I'm still trying to take a step back. I'm trying to realize that that you don't need a one-man show. And like the DAO is filled with such, such amazing talent. And that's one of the growth projects that I'm working on as well. That I kind of should leak like. I've been trying to create, I'm trying to get a logo designer to create logos for each department that will be part of a bigger emblem, which kind of symbolizes the DAO. Because without, if there was not a single, like if one of these departments was missing, I really think the DAO would not be what it is right now. Yeah, that very, very cool. That's awesome. Uh, can't wait to see that come to fruition. Um. Jaws, maybe you can tell us about how, because you were there at the time, the how the Strategos like came to be, because they're all like seem so perfect for like each of their roles. Like it just kind of seems so strange that like we just immediately have these super talented people <laughs> like doing what's essentially a full time job, you know, mm-hmm. being a Stratego. So. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Like honestly, you know, ha- I think it was like I think Zeus mentioned on this the other day on the Twitter space where he believes that we prematurely launched a DAO. Um in a sense, like I think we did do that. We didn't really have much structure, but uh people kinda started standing up and being leaders at what they're be- what they're best at. Like we didn't choose we didn't tell Tex to be partnership because we want him to be partnership. 
since day one he showed up, he worked as hard as he can. Like he works even harder now. And all the Suchigos did that. Shadow showed that he wanted to be a policy Suchigo. Um, Gert was working on engineering since day one. I'm still surprised. I'm still very shocked that we were able to get all these talented people. But I think they, like the universe just brought them to Olympus. They they wanted to work here and they, they took the initiative. And I don't, the DAO wouldn't be the same if it wasn't for them. Yeah, it's a pretty uh, ferocious machine. <laughs> yeah. And it's getting like tighter and tighter, like the sort of working arrangements for every sure. week. Like even in the past couple of weeks, mm-hmm. it's gotten so much more efficient. No, for sure. Like I, yeah, there's, there you go. No, I was just, I was just going to say like, I've been meaning to like kind of write a, a medium article with Zeus about the DAO just to say like, like they're, they're just so awesome, man. I like, like FOMO 3, the, like the way Fatty dealt with FOMO 3 was just like, like amazing. He was, he was, he was doing community night the week before that. And then he had FOMO 3 and they just pushed it as hard as they could. And it was such an amazing event. And, and no one, the thing is no one forced Fatty to do that. He stayed up late nights, early mornings, worked crazy hours, burned himself out. But he did that because he believes in what we're trying to do. Like, obviously, there's contribution involved, but he was putting his, like, himself, like, he's putting Olympus before himself. And you only do that when you really have passion for what you want to do and you have love for what you want to do. And I think that's, that's like, the greatest thing in DAOs where it's, like, you just come in and you tell them what you're good at. And then you just prove, like, you just work towards it. And that's just like the great things. Like everyone in the DAO has their own skills. Like even you two, like you guys wanted to start your own podcast, the Agora podcast. Like no one told you guys like, hey, Mark, hey, there, we want you guys to start this podcast. You're like, no, like this is what we love to do. We've always wanted to do it. And now you're part of Olympus DAO doing it. Yeah, I think, thanks, Joe. I think, I think very, there's like very a- Very nice of you to say. There's definitely- to start with, I think a bit of a learning curve that you have to personally move beyond when you're trying to start your own initiative. I don't know if you feel felt a similar way or whether it comes quite naturally to you, but I was wondering whether you kind of had advice for other people who are looking to get involved. What do you think is the biggest deterrent or struggle for people um, before jumping into kind of um, the future of work? Um, so like I mentioned, I do have, a, I do have a little bit of anxieties that I'm working on still. And I believe that a lot of people are very hesitant. There's a lot of self doubt that people have. They don't mm-hmm. believe that they don't believe that they're good enough on what they do. And I mean, you don't have to be perfect at everything. If there's something that you're good at, if you're good at drawing memes, if you're, if you're good at analytics, if you're good at engineering, and if you're good at like front end design or graphic design, like you don't have to be perfect. Fatty tries to like get as much people as he can to get involved. But the issue is like he can have all these like uh, projects or sorry, jobs to do. But if you're not willing to contribute because you believe that your contribution is not worth it, then there's nothing that the DAO can do. 
you just have to believe in yourself in a sense like like how can i help yeah risk failing yeah like into the arena yeah at the end of the day like you're you're in crypto if you're trying to contribute in the dow just to make money or you actually believe in olympus why not try like the Great example I can have right now is Triton. We made a tweet saying we're looking for UX UI designers. He came into the DAO and he literally started working. He started presenting work. He started creating a landing page. He started creating designs and he just put himself out there. He's like, this is what I can do. This is how I can help. And I want to help. He stayed up many hours late working and now he's a big piece of Olympus DAO. Like that's just how it works. Yeah, he made the um, Olympus 3 promo video. That's Trident's work, right? Correct, yeah. And again, that like, is like no, so amazing. Yeah, like no one no one said, hey, Trident, we need this video. He just, he just like, okay, these are my skills and this is what I can offer. And like, he just made it. Yeah, it's so cool. It is crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. So maybe you can just finish off with... Um, sort of um, what else are you interested in the crypto space? Obviously, you're obsessed with Ohm, but is there like other type of things you're interested in, like NFT projects? You had a cool cat for a little while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I like art. Like, I just never got into NFTs. I feel like, like, I like how people are making money off of NFTs and it's cool like that. But at this point, it's becoming so saturated with a new project coming out every day. So, like, I just never got really into it. Yeah. And, like, I'm trying to actually, for another growth project, I'm actually trying to make an NFT project. Uh, it's called Project 3.3. Um, I'm trying to get the, like, you know how there's a lot of people on Twitter and they, they, they use our meme 3.3, but they use, like, emojis and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. I think yeah, I saw yeah. you tweet something about that. Yeah, so... Um, I put up egg, egg. Yeah, so uh, I'm actually trying to work... I'm working with this 3D designer where we're trying to create 33 different NFTs of different objects. But I'm just trying to see how maybe I can work with Odyssey on that. I'm just trying to yeah, see how that works. Brain. Yeah, so you're looking Very to cool. create... NFTs that like represent the the three three formatting in people's names somehow. Correct. Yeah. Awesome. Before we round things out, I just want to go back a little bit, but I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on you know whether you do think DAOs are the future of work and whether you find this kind of pseudo anon environment. Um, do you think? that's net positive for society do you think it actually you know removes a lot of you know barriers and, and problems or, or do you think it exacerbates things i think there's a balance between DAOs and just traditional like nine to five it really depends on on the individual like some people are just they just like that feeling of security of like i have a nine to five i have a stable job and some people just like working in a DAO where it's like they're getting paid based on contribution, right? Mm. I do like the fact that people are anonymous. Like they should be anonymous if they want to. Like I don't I don't see I don't have really an opinion to that. Sometimes I do feel like I kinda wanna know the people that I'm working with because it kinda you kinda feel 
a little bit distant versus like working nine mm-hmm. to five where you know the person, right? So that's mm-hmm. the one thing that I'm kind of getting as of late as well. Like I would, I would love to know what Walter looks like. I know his voice is his uh, beautiful Belgian voice, but like sometimes, you know, like you wish you were like, you knew who he was and which is kind of an interesting concept because like at the end of the day, like it's really up to the person, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do you think, will would you go to a Olympus conference if there was an in-person one? I feel like I would when we have the DAO more established and actually, no, I definitely would. I think at this point we're, uh, we're basically a community run project. There's really not a single entity. Like if we were to ever get in any type of like problems, like there's you, no one could go after a single entity. Like it's a community owned project at this point. So I definitely would go to a conference, speak on the behalf of like the community. Do you think there's a, do you think there's ever a chance that later on, you know, down the track, you can easily connect with people um, purely online or do you think you know maybe something that's been exacerbated by covid and a little bit more difficult for people to connect but do you think there'll always be an important place in like knowing the people you work with or do you think you can make meaningful connections online no you can definitely make meaningful connections online like um like some of my best like closest friends are online like and it's just like at the end of the day like it's a person's personality right like you don't like you know the saying uh don't judge a book by its cover or whatever but inside that book is like that person's personality and that's who they are so like Mm -hmm. i feel like it's more easily more easy to relate to someone who's anonymous because it's who they are without the cover that's it there's no cover it's all substance that's that's what i found find interesting about it very cool. Um, I think I think that's pretty done. Any other questions you had, DKD? Um, yeah, no. I maybe maybe we can. If there's a favorite initiative within the DAO that you want to shout out, obviously let's exclude Agora, but we know that we're know that we're doing a good job. But anything else within the DAO that you want to shout out? Um, you know, projects that are really doing a great job to inform and educate the community, maybe. Uh Actually, there's a. I saw a tweet. It's called the Olympus Playground. Mm. Yeah, Taki Omi is that? Ta- uh, Tachikoma. Yeah. Tachikoma. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think project. it's that one. Oh yeah, it is. Sorry. Uh, I'm trying to find where it is. But I guess we can link it. It's the Olympus Playground. I haven't played with it yet, but apparently it's. It looks like a very, very interesting project, and it's like again, it's like a like a, an Omi that came into the DAO, and he said, "I really wanted to take." He just did this, and I think that's what kind of like interests me because it, he took the initiative, and it looks pretty cool. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, yeah, if you have something you think should be made, but you're not like sure if people will be interested, just make it and. You know, and then and then go and sort of seek approval after you've made it, like see what people think. Because sometimes in your mind, your vision for what you have can't really be very well expressed except by sort of going out and doing it. So, mm-hmm. And the thing is like when you come into the DAO with a, um, 
with even a, an idea, you're talking to like hundreds of other people, right? Mm. And if you believe that your um, your idea is maybe like silly or kind of stupid, you can get an opinion from the from other homies, and they can riff raff, and you guys could end up making something amazing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's the that's the beauty in it. I I just wanted to round things out with touching on, you know, what is the end goal of Olympus from your perspective? Like, where are we headed? Where which which path are we going down? Hmm. I think for me, like, again, because I'm very community focused, I think it's just like fostering a community that can see past the whole Ponzi and like just making the money and trying to like make a change. Like, I still think we're fairly early, but there's a lot of stuff that can be built on top of Olympus. As much as I hate forks, fuck forks. Uh, We have definitely seen a lot of attention being driven to these forks because people feel like they've missed out and they're just trying to make just a quick buck, right? But like there's a lot of that, there's a lot that can be built on top of Olympus that can also be a a profitable project. For example, like look look at Incum Finance. It was an Omi monk who came up with the idea and like they did, I don't even know how much they did in their uh, NFT sale. And it was a pretty cool idea. Like it was a, um, if I'm not mistaking, it's a uh, kind of like a yield aggregator and you get yield based on these NFT cards that you hold and they've fostered a community of their own, which kind of still benefits Olympus. And I really see like Olympus being the central, decentral, sorry, decentral ecosystem for several other branches of projects that can all, at the end, connect to the main source, which is the OMI community. 100%. Well, you've got community that morphs into an economy. Um, it's super sure. exciting. Yeah, I think that's why uh, a lot of people want to be involved with Olympus Pro because mm-hmm. they just want to be associated with like something that has the attention and captivation of so many people, like 18,000 holders, you know? Yeah. So why why do you think Olympus Pro is sort of seen so much success even now? We've kind of filled the first round of the, the first cohort and like the second cohort's, you know, full now, if not about to be full. And then a lot of people are applying. Why do you think there's so much? I mean, they're having to pay for a service, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like, like when I, for example, like I had fresh eyes when I came into DeFi and I've, even I noticed mm. the, the issue with liquidity, like there's these whales that can own 90% of a pool and they can pull up whenever they want. And the volatility of the price is just like insane, right? So I think it, I think it's going to, sh- like, it's going to make a big impact in DeFi for sure um obviously there's going to be some bumps in the road with olympus pro with the first cohort of partners because this is the first innovational product player but i do believe that in the long term as we polish it up we we work on cleaning everything up maybe in the future we could even have permissionless bond as a service where people can do whatever they want through on-chain governance which is hopefully something we do it benefits Many protocols, in my opinion, there's like the emissions some of these protocols are giving just to rent out the liquidity, as we like to say, is ridiculous. And as we've all seen with Olympus, like 
we owe 99.9% of all of our liquidity. We have deposited the liquidity into these on-send programs and we're making additional rewards, right? Which we use as backing for OM. And I feel like a lot of people, a lot of protocols, sorry, should start doing that as well. Like that's like, I feel like that's the missing step right now. Like everyone is trying to show off their like total value locked in their pr protocol, but it's really not, it's not really locked in. Like you can, a user can pull out that uh, TVL whenever they want versus where our uh, treasury, like that's locked. That's ours. Like user A or user B can go to our treasury and take it out. And I think that's where the real metric should be. Like how much value is actually locked in the protocol versus how much assets are being deposited in a protocol to use the protocol. Yeah. A hundred percent. And one thing that I also find interesting about Olympus Pro, and you touched on, you know, because we own all of our liquidity, we are also earning, you know, on-send rewards plus trading fees on top of that. Um, one interesting thing I see in addition to protocols owning a lot of their liquidity is this through OP is this chance to get OM into their treasury, potentially start using OM as a base uh, liquidity pair. And so I kind of wanted to see if you kind of feel the same way in the direction of Olympus Pro. Do you think it allows for more protocols to potentially start using um, OM as a base liquidity pair? Hmm. I think, I mean, in the future, I hope, yeah. I think Zeus kind of mentioned on this where he wanted to um, really incentivize own paired bonds for other protocols, but that's something that he he should talk more about the Gigabrain. But yeah, like I I hope I hope to see it in the future. Like people do that, but I understand that the price volatility sometimes like throws them off, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. I think so. What I feel like what was missing before people kept calling us a Ponzi was Olympus Pro. Like we did not have a pretty legit project like this, and that's why I feel like to me like it's a very very pivotal moment for Olympus and for DeFi itself because it kind of gives us more more flavor. Like we're not that 7K farm by discounted bonds. Like no, like we have an actual product now. We have six people, six partners. Sorry, I keep saying people. I don't know why. Six protocols already going live this week. Every day there's a new bond going live. So they Pendle launched. They've we they've secured 50k in LP. Um, we've made 2k on fees, and that's just in less than in less than 24 hours. Like the 2k might be a little bit, but imagine we have over 50 50 protocols doing the bonds marketplace pro yeah. program. Yeah, just exponential Exciting. fees for us yep. and it's just i think i think it'll be an inflection point for, and, for yeah. us to all look back on in six months for sure and i i feel i want to touch base on uh i've also like read a lot of tweets and comments and like why is the fee 3.3 percent can people just fork the contract and do it themselves um i believe that that 3.3 percent is a very like it's a low amount 
for what you're getting in return. Like you're getting your liquidity. And like I said, I'm going to use Alchemix for an example here. So Alchemix is one of the partners as well. They'll be launching on October 1st. If they secure even like 50% of their uh, Alchemix ETH, that's 100 million in liquidity. That 3.3% that they're paying is so small compared to what they're gaining. Like they're, they can use that um, liquidity tokens and deposit an on, the OnSend program. Their OnSend program is a master chef program, which has dual rewards, which gives users Alchemix tokens and Sushi tokens. So they can put some of that LP into that master chef program and just use those rewards to bootstrap the bond program. So it's kind of that elephant sucking its own uh, dick meme that I post around, where it's like, it's a loop, it's a infinity loop of you providing rewards where you're not losing anything. Cause you're, you're essentially making the rewards from the treasury, right? So when I hear the complaint, yeah, when I hear the complaints of the 3.3%, yeah. it's just like, it's very minimal to what you're getting in return. You have the policy team uh, that's been working at Olympus for the past six months. We've had zero fuck-ups. Our treasury has over 200 million in across assets. And yeah, you're getting the expertise of that. You're getting contracts that are audited by runtime verification, which is like in the top five. And we're we're doing our best on educating people, making sure all the bond perimeters are correct so there's no fuck-ups. So like when people say you can fork the code, that's fine. You can fork it, but we've seen many projects that fail that don't even know what they're doing. And it's just like you're getting that service, like you're getting that care, and you're exposed to the Olympus community. Yeah, it's super powerful. You have protocols essentially taking back custody of their assets and being able to control it and decide where you know, they can best best utilize that. It's it's extremely powerful service. Yeah, well, on top of that, it doesn't really work, right, if the fee is being dumped, right? So if you're taking a fee and dumping their 3.3% of their token for your profit, like you need to have the fee as it is going back into a treasury and not being dumped mm -hmm. onto the market, don't you reckon? Yeah, it's um, like I still like, I know people like don't take the whole three, three, like diamond hand treasury, blah, blah, blah series. But um, if you look at the FRAX, if you look at when we started the FRAX bonds and the FRAX market cap, it kind of had a pretty close relationship to like the market cap going up because we were we were just taking that supply out of the market. And I think the same will will happen to LUSD where we're just going to keep taking an LUSD out of the market. And even with a 3.3% fee from the protocol, like your token will be reduced from the supply. And like it might be a small amount now, but imagine for a year from now when we could be potentially maybe 10K in Pendle, 20k in Pendle, that's 20k Pendle that's off the market that someone can't dump, and we're using it as backing for our home. 
Yeah, and it draws attention to that protocol as well. For sure. Because you have these sort of alignment of incentives of these 18,000 omis. For sure, there. yeah. And we're going to keep growing. Like, we're not we're not going to stop here, right? Eh? That's I mean, I'm right. Run- with, you, with you in charge of growth. <laughs> yeah, I'm running out of fingers uh, to count the benefits. Yeah, it's... Um, we still got to... I mean, like I said, it'll be a bumpy roads put a lot of hiccups here and there but i i think we can manage it like we have we have such amazing people working the dow that i think we'll get somewhere definitely and i think the biggest the biggest thing with uh, olympus pro is actually the platform that we will use to create more projects mm. and olympus x is the product itself i just want to i just want to make that clear because we do have one more thing that we kind of working on that we ho- hopefully plan on launching. Very cool. I'm I'm really interested what it We've is. Had uh, so but you many probably can't really alpha any leaks. Alpha. We've had so many. We've got to save some for uh, the next time we we have you on Jaws. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I'll, I'll have more growth projects by then anyway. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Jaws, where should people follow you on? Uh, you have uh, big on Twitter. What's your handle there? Um, my handle is say inshallah. Uh, yeah, on this Sick one. <laughs> yeah, I, I when I got it, I'm like, how has no one taken this right now? So, but yeah, my other handle is Olympus Dow. That's where I have most of my followers, thirty two point six k. And your alt is at Stockmart. Is that right? <laughs> no, no, that's not my alt. Uh, <laughs> I joke around with him. Now the important yeah. important handle is RC to Dow, right? Do you know, do you, do you even know what that is? Like, yeah, I know who it is. It's um, I'm not gonna dox them, but yeah, yeah, I know right. who they are. It's pretty funny. Very cool. All right, all right. Well, um, I I think we'll leave it there. Thanks for coming on, George. Yeah, really appreciate. Thank you it. for having me. No worries. Yeah.